So today we're up in Ethan's treehouse. This is the legendary bicycle elevator treehouse and he's actually pedaling up here right now. <laughs> you can probably hear it. The camera's probably shaking a little bit. It's just great. So I'm up here every single day making videos with Ethan for Grindr's YouTube channel. And I know surprisingly little about its inception and how he actually built it. I know that he built it basically entirely by himself. So we're gonna get into the creative process, the building process, and basically a bit of everything. And we'll probably talk about the 360 Treehouse too, because why not? Yeah. And we'll get into the elevator process that, uh, <laughs> as you can tell, you know, it's kind of a workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what inspires, you're 22, you're fresh out of school. Yep. Thinking about this idea is pretty sweet, but like the drive and encouragement to actually go through and do it by yourself. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> well, yeah, so um, like you said, I was just out of college. Um, I didn't really know where I was gonna go next, what I was gonna do. Um, I was just working construction up here during the summer and um, I'd always had a dream of building a treehouse. Like I, I did actually build a tiny little uh, platform of a treehouse when I was like 12. Mm. But like um, as a teenager, you know, about the age you start thinking it'd be nice to have your own place, but can't afford one. I'd thought like, oh, maybe I'll just like build a little house up in a tree and then even then, jeez, I'm still catching my breath from riding the bike. <laughs> You'd think I'd be in better shape for this. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, what was I? Yeah, so I, I thought about it before building like an actual treehouse with walls and insulation and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd even drawn up some ideas when I was like 17 or something. Um, and then I'm really not sure what like inspired the thought that day, but it was just one day after I got done working construction, I was just out splitting firewood and I was like, you know, I have, I now have like the skills and I have the time to build a treehouse. And not only that, but I also have the tools mm. to do it cheaply. I had access to a sawmill that I could use for, and you know, tons of acres of trees. So I basically just was like, well, if I have all of those things, most people have none of those things and want a treehouse. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have all of the things that I need. I can't not do it. Yeah. <laughs> like I just saw it as like I couldn't, I couldn't not try, you know, because I had the had the opportunity, I had the time. So, um, so that day I just started like uh, drawing up more ideas and coming up with plans, and I uh, even prototyped the clamping mechanism that clamps it onto the tree and stuff. Um, came up with all of that the first day, and then just kind of started building it and. Was the bicycle part part of it, or did that no, come later? No, yeah, that was later. Okay, so that you were already <laughs> dead set on building a treehouse that you could sleep in yeah. before any kind of bicycle elevator mm -hmm. thought. Well, I wasn't certain whether I'd actually get to the point of building walls and, like, making it a whole treehouse. I was mm. just like, you know, like, you know, I had friends come hang out, have bonfires or whatever. I was like, oh, it'd just be sweet to have a place to hang out. I was like, I always had the idea of doing walls, but I wasn't sure if I'd actually have the time or motivation to follow through with it. But yeah. but yeah, that was all before I came up with the bicycle. The bicycle was after having climbed a ladder 30 feet 28,000 <laughs> times to build <laughs> okay. the treehouse. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. So when you say you started that day, like 
you decided to do it and then you started milling wood that day? Like, uh, I don't think I started milling wood. I started um, drawing it up and, and coming up with the plans for it, though. Okay. Yeah. And then I did start building the cable clamp system for it. Okay. Um, that same day that I decided to do it. <laughs> is that something that you were Googling and learning about or that you invented because you didn't want to bolt into the tree to keep it healthier? Yeah, so uh, I also decided because I was like, you know, fresh out of college and full of myself, <laughs> that I was going to do no research whatsoever to build it. I was like, I want to mm. come up with something entirely on my own. Like, I don't want outside influences on my design or my mm. idea. Like, obviously, there's always outside influences, but I didn't want to, like, Google how other people built tree houses. So, yeah. yeah. And um, for a few reasons, I didn't want to put bolts into the tree. Um, because obviously, in theory, it's better to not do that for the life of the tree. Um, but also just as a challenge to myself. I was initially thinking that one of the problems with building a treehouse around a tree is that the tree grows. And so initially, my plan was to design something that could be expanded as the tree grows. Mm. And that's why I was thinking about not bolting it hard in. And that didn't end up working out or making sense at all. But... Um, I did follow through with the idea of not having bolts into the tree, so I just basically um, a very large clamp that wraps around parts of the treehouse and smashes it onto the tree and just holds it in place with friction, basically. Mm. Is that desire to figure it out yourself always been with you? Because I noticed when we're in the garage sometimes, <laughs> too, like you'd rather spend like an hour fiddling with an engine piece figuring out how it works and then fix it than like go and Google it and then do what you Googled. Like... Yeah. Like, is that something you've always had, or is that something that you've developed after, like, building things over and over again? Uh, I mean, I think it's a bit of both, um, but it's definitely always been there. Like, I just always liked figuring out how things work. Like, I used to just take apart appliances and stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever I could get my hands on as a kid. Yeah. I'd just take it apart and be like, what's this piece do? Mm -hmm. um, so I've always had a bit of that, and then I think it's also been reinforced by growing up out here like in the middle of nowhere and not being able to just drive or walk or bike to the store to get get stuff yeah so like a lot of this just comes from not having immediate access to things and mm. you know as a kid not having internet or a smartphone or any of that stuff yeah like you just have to figure it out yeah. so like that's how i grew <laughs> up and then now that's just how i do things even still cool that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> so with the step-by-step -step of the treehouse, you designed the clamping mechanism, mm -hmm. and then you probably built this pad that we're sitting on right now first? Yeah, well, yeah, basically. Um, okay. Yeah, so like I said, I built a prototype of the clamp, but I actually just made a miniature one with a small piece of cable and clamped it around a tree and then just, like, jumped up, like, down at ground level and just jumped up and down on it oh, to okay. see if it was going to work. Yeah. That was all the first day, mm -hmm. day's work was that, and I was like, cool, this will work. Um, or I think it will anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so how did it work? It was just... So it's just a piece of cable with a bolt uh, welded onto the end of it so you can tighten it. So it just becomes like a big strap oh, okay. with a bolt to tighten it down. And then that just goes through the structural members of the treehouse and just cinches it around the tree like, okay. a, like a, a hose clamp and a hose. <laughs> makes, makes sense to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you tested it on the ground mm -hmm. and then what? Yeah, so then... Um, I like I like I said I started drawing up ideas for the shape. Once mm -hmm. I decided on a hexagon, because um, that made the most sense, wrapping it around a tree. Um, then I built the six main trusses that hold up the floor. Um, mm -hmm. So the whole thing's actually made out of cedar. All the structural members, everything, because it is more rot resistant mm -hmm. and it's also lightweight but decently strong. Mm. Um, so 
I built those six trusses. They're just a very basic truss, just a triangle um, that has an upright member against the tree that gets clamped on, the diagonal support, and then the flat piece on top that's yeah. what we're sitting on right now. Okay. So I built those six pieces, and then um, I set up the ladder uh, up this tree. And so the treehouse actually started out a bit higher than it is currently. Because of the friction system, it slid down in the process of building it and then mm -hmm. you know, the wind blowing, the tree flexing. Anyway, um, so it was like at the very top of the tallest ladder I had. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you decided how tall to make yep, it? That, exactly. That was <laughs> it. I was just like, well, this is as high as I can go. Nice. <laughs> so um, I climbed up the ladder with a ratchet strap and just strapped it around the tree with a few carabiners on it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then I just carried those trusses up the ladder one at a time and clipped them into the carabiners. So they're just hanging there. And then um, I got them sort of vaguely situated and then just used ratchet straps around those six pieces around the tree just to kind of get them roughly where they needed to go. And then clamped on the three giant, it's like a one inch diameter cable from like an old logging winch that I just found in the woods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a habit of building with whatever's on hand. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I just, you know, I got it on place with ratchet straps, and then I got the clamps on there, got them tightened down, and then um, then just used some random scraps to space them out evenly, get them all measured in equal distances and at the right angles and all of that, got them all spaced out, and then started building the skeleton of it in between that, all the you know braces that hold it together and hold up the floor, and then obviously from there it was pretty straightforward, just, you know, one board at a time on the floor and... All of that. And but that whole process you just explained, you did by yourself. Yep. <laughs> so you yeah. just hiked up the ladder with each truss, yep. clipped it into a carabiner, ratchet strapped it, spaced them apart perfectly, all on your lonesome. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dang. Yeah, no, that's I, hard. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it was a ton of work. At any point, were you just like, oh, shoot, I'm in like over my head? Or were you always like, this is awesome, we're going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty, pretty much always just like stoked about it. Um, yeah. You know, there were days where I didn't have time to work on it, but like I was never like, oh, this isn't going to work, you know, just mm -hmm. put it together. Yeah. Um, well, after you got that far, what'd you do next? Uh, obviously, I just laid out, you know, the floorboards and all of that. And yeah. So then, once it was just a floor, that, that was pretty cool because you could, like, yeah. hang out up here already. And you had a place to work, too. Yeah, exactly. I could actually bring a saw up here and cut mm. boards here and stuff. But, but I mean, if you, like, just what you can see here, like, all of these boards, well, mm -hmm. not all of them. Some of them came up in sections. But, like, basically every single one I carried up the ladder one Jeez. board at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there's no other way to do it. You don't have, like, yeah. a forklift or <laughs> uh, I, mean, I could have set up a pulley system to hoist stuff up but then you still can only do so many boards at a time and it's you still have to go up and down the ladder so i basically yeah. just carry them all but okay um but yeah so once i had the floor on i built some temporary railings around it and had a few parties up here with friends uh i mean when i say parties it was just like four people hanging out in a treehouse playing card games or whatever but <laughs> <laughs> cool but um yeah and then um, s somewhere in, at, at around that point after climbing the ladder however many thousand times is when the inspiration for the elevator came in mm. and I didn't have a very solid plan for it I just knew that I needed some sort of elevator that was human powered so I didn't have to climb a ladder every day because I was like it would just suck to, you know, to actually be s using it as a bedroom like sleeping up here I was like there's no way I'm going to want to climb a ladder every night to go to bed Yeah. so I had to come up with something better and I started talking about it with my friend Aza and um, 
we were just at the very basic stages of like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to build an elevator with pulleys and cranks and whatever? And I was talking about like maybe, you know, something you sit on and then have a hand crank or like whatever. Mm. And he was like, well, you know, legs are way stronger than arms. You should do pedals. I was like, that's a great idea. And then he was just joking because I was into unicycling at the time. He was like, oh, you should make it out of a unicycle. Mm. And I was like, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but a bicycle could actually work. Yeah. So... Uh, he and I sat down and kind of talked out the ideas and sketched some stuff up and came up with the basic idea for the bicycle elevator and then um, but before I could implement it I had to build a roof mm. so that it would have something to hang from Yeah. and um, unlike your average house this roof doesn't sit on the walls mm. it's supported by the tree separately from the floor that makes sense you don't want to put all that weight just on the bottom trusses right. yeah and also my, my other thought was uh this is a fairly thin tree it's plenty strong to hold all this weight but it moves quite a bit in the wind which we get here in the summer yeah i've slept up here during a windstorm <laughs> yeah. when we first started you know. the channel i was like "Ooh, <laughs> it was yeah. <some> weird dreams <laughs> fun fact you slept up here for what like a few months when we started the channel you were living in the treehouse yep yeah, we're just all in. Yeah, we we're just uh, quit our jobs and started the channel. And I was like, you know, this is a great place to live. Great views, yeah. really peaceful. It always smells like fresh tree. Yeah. yeah so yeah. fast forward to when it's done, isn't it? Like it's just it never gets old waking up in a treehouse. No. It gets old going up there at night. Yeah. When you're tired. When uh -huh. you wake up, you're never not like, oh man, this is freaking cool. I'm in yeah. a treehouse. <laughs> yeah. My first time like waking up and having to use the bathroom, I was like shoot <laughs> <laughs> that part does get old yeah. number one's easy enough but if you got a number two it's like all right well we gotta figure something out here <laughs> we gotta go all yep. the way down the bike go to the house yep. yeah but but yeah that's uh that's a fun part of it so yep. the the roof is separate from mm -hmm. the rest of it yeah so the roof's basically just an upside down version of the floor uh it's not quite as tall because it doesn't need to be yeah but six trusses clamped onto the tree then assemble the rest same basic procedure mm -hmm. and so i built that and then there was no walls at all it was just a basic railing around it and the roof and then i once i had the roof i had something to hang the bicycle elevator system from so i started building that and again it was just built out of whatever the heck i had laying around i bought some cable because i didn't have any of that mm -hmm. um other than that cable and pulleys i don't think i bought anything for it just and did your initial idea of how it could work work or did you have like one that didn't work so well and improved on it yeah it was more the second like i never had to like start from scratch but i definitely it went through various hmm. versions to become uh fully functional the first version basically worked i just had to tweak it you know like the main thing was just gearing it was a mountain bike, which actually was my mom's old bike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just stole my mom's old bicycle and just <laughs> chopped it up. It. And, I mean, she wasn't using it anymore. It was a pretty old bit. Uh -huh. um, but the first, the lowest gear in it was still pretty fast. Like, it seems really slow when you're pedaling on the ground, but when you're going straight up in the air, it was just way too high of gearing to mm. be able to do it. So that was one thing I had to modify right away to get it to work at all, was to just change the gearing drastically. So on your average mountain bike, there's the front chain rings that are huge yeah and the rears are tiny mm -hmm. so i cut one of the big ones off the front and welded it onto the rear so mm. the, the gear was just way lower mm -hmm. so um that was one of the major modifications and then aside from that just making a heavier counterweight so it's not just the force of you pedaling there's also 
a big weight on the other side of the treehouse with two pulleys um, or two cables going to it, one to the front and one to the back of the bicycle, so it's stable. Mm. And then um, that helps you lift it, it. It's a variable amount of weight. It's a water tank that you fill up with water to account for however heavy the rider is. But um, anyway, so it's probably like 80 to 100 pounds of counterweight. So pedaling up is actually relatively easy. So that was once I figured out those two things, it basically worked. And then I did do some upgrades later to make it nicer and better. But mm. just, you know, it did kind of fundamentally work at that point. Did you ever have any catastrophic failures figuring it out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, everybody um, gets stuck halfway up. <laughs> yeah, people get stuck halfway up all the time, but rarely me. Because, mm. like, I built it and I know how it works. Yeah. So I know what to do and what not to do, but it's not, like, a idiot-proof thing. Mm-hmm. Like, most people that try it for the first time have a pretty hard time with it because it's just not normal for riding a bike. And um, so a lot of people get stuck halfway, but then I'm there watching. I can set up a ladder and help them out or whatever. But no. And you can always let yourself down. <laughs> and let, Well, that's the thing about when you get stuck. If you do it wrong, the cable gets twisted up in the rear wheel and mm. then you can't go up or down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, not, that's not ideal. But, yeah. And yeah. then going down, you just use the brake. That's yep. my favorite part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going down is the best. You yeah. uh, store all your kinetic energy all night and then just sit on it and get a free ride down. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that's definitely the best part. Yeah. And you just use the rear brake to slow it down because the cable just wraps around it. If you want like a detailed description of the bicycle elevator, we have a video of that on the main channel. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. And then once I built that, like right after it was finished, uh, or even halfway finished, the elevator thing, um, my friend Stephen, well, our friend Stephen, uh, came up one one weekend, and um, we were just having fun with it, and, and uh, we decided to film just like a short little video of it working, just so we could show people. And then put that on my old YouTube channel, and <laughs> chaos ensued. The world found out. Yeah, so that was way before we even thought about grind hard. Yep. And so, what was that like? Just like building this treehouse in your backyard, just for you, and then having the whole world see it like instantly. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Yeah, because it wasn't even done. Like the walls weren't built. It wasn't even close to done when the when. the video went viral on YouTube and like Mm -hmm. I had a channel and posted stuff randomly but it was just like videos of me unicycling or slacklining or just whatever the heck I felt like doing and so um, I wasn't expecting anything out of it when I posted that video and then it just blew up Um, and not just on YouTube like YouTube was a small part of it but because of that it was all over the internet all like news sources like it was it was crazy because it You're was just magazines, like, yeah. TV shows. Mm-hmm. Is in a TV show in Japan, yeah. right? <laughs> TV show in Japan. I think a radio show in Germany. I don't know if that one ever aired, but they interviewed me for it. Uh, but yeah, like all over the world, like a kids magazine in Turkey, like blogs. I mean, I, you couldn't even count the blogs because they didn't generally ask for permission. They just found information <laughs> and wrote yeah. their own version of it. But, uh-huh. um, the funny thing is, the first like news source that got it was just s- some random CNN thing. Uh, just a you know talk show and they didn't like call me or send me an email or anything they just like took really? the video and started talking about it which like not that they can't do that but like they had no information so it wasn't all that accurate they didn't oh. even bother to ask like <laughs> how to pronounce my name so they're just like talking about it like not really knowing what like oh look at this thing yeah <laughs> but anyway but yeah it was it was crazy because I was just like well I you know just built this for me and now everyone thinks it's awesome and that led to all sorts of other things but yeah it was it was a pretty crazy experience 
it was also just cool because like I always wanted to like invent stuff as a kid and I was like wow like I actually invented something that like people care about and didn't exist before like nobody else (laughs) had built a bicycle elevator and Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that was that was crazy that's awesome and then after that so many people heard about it you like almost turned into a business for a little bit huh yeah so uh which i never really wanted (laughs) i didn't want to be a treehouse builder but um it was fun for a couple years um uh off and on um so the first one i just ended up building one for a neighbor up the road uh he had a vacation home here and and wanted a treehouse for his kids so that was just kind of a uh you know smaller simpler version of this uh, just you know for kids to hang out in just not very far off the ground Mm -hmm. um uh, so that one was it was fairly simple, uh, and then the other one, kind of through an accidental circumstance, um, I ended up building a really fancy one on the lake in town, um, and Aza helped build that one because it was a way you know bigger project. That one was, I think, with the porch and everything, it was like 300 square feet, which is tiny for a house, but freaking huge for a treehouse. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and that, that one turned out really awesome. That was a, that was a really fun project, working on it with Aza and, and stuff. So, um, you know, people are always like, oh, you should turn this into a career and build tree houses around the country. And, like, you know, I kind of thought about it, but, uh, you know, ultimately it wasn't really the direction I wanted to go in life, but it was a, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so then after that, the TV show started. Yeah. And you guys had to think of something bigger and better to build for that one right yeah so um the uh the the premise that they wanted for the tv show was that like i lived in this tree house you know out in the middle of nowhere i'd given up on society and built a tree house because that's obviously the practical option for survival mm-hmm. <laughs> um and the, the premise was that uh Aza was going to come out here and do the same thing build a tree house and live in the woods and you know we were going to be survivalists out here in tree houses together but uh so they wanted us to build a new tree house for the sake of the show you know during the the course of the season uh and film it which was made drastically more difficult by the fact that we could never use power tools on camera so (laughs) that was dumb really yeah yeah we're we're survivalists we don't have power tools Well, you got a generator. Yeah, well, we did borrow one for one episode because we had to have a welder, and they were like, "Well, we got to explain this somehow." So we borrowed a, <laughs> we borrowed a generator and welder. That's um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so so that treehouse, um, having had three other treehouses that I designed and built, uh, I had a lot more. Well, both Aza and I had a lot more experience in like design ideas, so we kind of put all of that into the new one and made it like as cool and awesome as possible and as easy to build um because we knew it was going to be a time crunch and stupid on the tv show so we designed it to be as easy to assemble as possible um and also we designed it with the the idea in mind that like you could actually live in it like it'd be big enough to we it was never finished after the show i mean it's complete but it's not like finished inside um but the idea was to make it big enough to that you could like have a kitchen and stuff in there if you really you know, if somebody wanted to mm. um there was a moment when we started doing that Aza was kind of like hmm, maybe i'll actually live in this tree house <laughs> <laughs> obviously he didn't but um so to, to accomplish that we thought that two-story would be not only awesome but like the easiest way to gain 
extra square footage in a treehouse rather than making it really big in diameter and just add mm -hmm. a second floor. No, much easier to balance that weight and yeah and to just like in a forest where there's other trees to not have to cut down a whole bunch of trees to build this giant wide tree house and just yeah. you know easier to support easier to make it strong and all of those things so mm -hmm. um yeah and then the other challenge once we decided to do it two stories is that again it was in a fairly small f flexible tree mm. plenty strong but bends around a lot and when from the bottom of the floor to the top of the roof was like almost 20 feet uh and so actually i think it was 20 feet or is 20 feet so the tree bends a lot in that amount of space and yeah. so we had to come up with a system and a design that would allow the tree to bend and wouldn't restrict it because if it restricted all the bending in that portion first of all it would put a huge amount of stress on the tree house yeah and also it would make the tree weaker because now instead of bending throughout the whole length of it it's only going to bend at the top and might just go yeah which would obviously be bad you lose your house <laughs> yeah i used to have that, like bad dreams about that when i slept up in the tree house I really have, I'd, I'd have like all the time i'd have dreams about it like being on the ground when i woke up or like <laughs> sliding down the tree overnight or like the top of the tree breaking off like i just had so many dreams about that probably from like sleeping with the noises of it going yeah in the wind mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the inevitable thing about tree houses they're not gonna last forever yeah, yeah <laughs> and like side point that's uh I thought about that a lot as I was building it and like uh, having just gotten out of college and you know art classes and stuff like that I was like oh yeah well you know that's like part of the art of it is that it's not permanent like you know it'll, mm. it'll only last so long and that'll be really cool you know it's just like it's just you know part of the experience is that it's temporary like anyway you know I don't need to go into all the reasons but like that was kind of part of my thought process of building it mm. and also the entire reason why I never wanted to build them for other people mm. because it's one thing when you do it for yourself and you are fully aware of that mm -hmm. and you're spending your own time and money mm -hmm. it's totally different when you, somebody pays you you know five ten twenty thirty grand to build a fancy tree house yeah and then the tree dies the next year it's like yeah. you can do everything in your power to build the tree house right and the tree could just give up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not overly harmful to trees to put tree houses in them. Despite the trees not really being impacted, like, trees just die all the time or blow over in windstorms. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, I just didn't really want to deal with that as a business. Like, obviously, everybody knows that, but knowing it on paper and then having it happen to you is two totally different things. And, yeah. Like, I just didn't want to deal with, like, people being like, you built my tree house and it just collapsed. I'm like, well, yeah, the tree <laughs> died. Sorry, trees yeah. die. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway yeah so so you're trying to figure out a way for the treehouse to be able to flex on the mm -hmm. two-story treehouse yeah so we were designing this the the attachment system out of metal obviously that makes more sense and so after building this one the friction system kind of worked but again in the bendy tree over time it would just kind of shimmy down the tree like we're talking millimeters a day at most mm -hmm. but it did move down like a couple feet from where I originally had the treehouse, and then I so I put a couple of big screws in it just to stop that motion because it didn't take much, just a little bit to anchor it. But mm -hmm. um, so I kind of like tried other ideas, and the one we built in town for other people, we knew that we didn't want to have that risk because already wasn't very high off the tree or off the ground, and we just didn't want you know somebody's fancy treehouse sliding down the tree. So yeah. that one was bolted in. Um, that was kind of a combination of bolt and clamp style, but okay. um, I won't get into that. But so by the time we came to the the fourth treehouse, the two-story one we built for the show, uh, we'd come up with some better ideas. And so we like 
miniaturized the clamping system and made it actually adjustable so that you could, in theory, adjust it out as the tree grows, mm. um, which doesn't really work in practice because you have to maintain that pressure. But it's also like, instead of being the whole height of the bottom of the treehouse, which this one's like six feet of tree that's clamped onto, mm -hmm. this was just like two feet, and it's just three metal clamps on the tree. So it's way smaller, not all the way around, obviously, because that would girdle it, but three vertical friction devices on the tree. So. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we designed that with the giant steel ring around it. And then the idea to allow the treehouse to move was to have the hole in the floor at the bottom be extra big, which you'd want for growth anyway. Mm -hmm. And then make the attachment point at the very top of the roof. Um, so that treehouse is also upside down and backwards structurally. So it, it hang, hangs from the roof. The top of the roof is the only point attached to the tree. Mm -hmm. And so the idea was that that point, we would make it so that it wasn't totally fixed and it could, like a ball joint, could just kind of rock back and forth as the tree moved mm -hmm. um and then we were drawing it out on paper and coming up with different ideas of how we could do that and then i was like just looking at the designs and i was like wait a minute there's literally nothing to stop us from making this treehouse rotate <laughs> <laughs> you just saw, we're hanging from the top and it's going to be able to move yeah <laughs> so why not <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what was really funny is, so we were already like building this for the TV show. Like we already had contracts and they were going to be here in a month or whatever. And so we were in the shop, like cutting metal and, you know, putting it together and stuff. And we didn't tell anyone in the show that it was going to rotate until they were here. And oh, we yeah. built the whole system. Because so we built the whole attachment system ahead of time, not on camera. Because first of all, it was going to be using a lot of tools that they couldn't show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, second of all, we just had to, to for time frame. Because it would took us, you know, I don't know, a week or something to build the whole attachment system. Mm -hmm. Or maybe more, I don't remember. But, you know, it would have been time we didn't have when we were filming to do that. Yeah. And to do it right. So, yeah, we built the whole thing. And then they got here and we were, like, showing it to them. And they're like, yeah, so this is how this works. And this is how this works. And, like, this part attaches to the tree. And then this part holds the tree house. And then I went, and then it does this. And just went, and spun it. Because we just had it, like, clamped onto a post in the yard. Oh, yeah. To, to show it off. Uh -huh. And so I just, like, was like, and then it does this. And it just spun it around. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so we did that partly just because it would be funny to like reveal it like that and then also just because we didn't want to give them the opportunity to say no <laughs> yeah <laughs> if it's already done they can't say no <laughs> yep. they might be like no that doesn't make sense yeah too bad <laughs> mm -hmm. we're building a rotating treehouse yeah so yeah that was that was fun <laughs> so how does that system work you got the steering wheel there yeah <laughs> so that was the last part of the treehouse that we actually built was the mechanism to make it rotate like mm. the system to allow it to rotate was there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, but the system to make it rotate, we added in basically after the show was almost d done. Or they, they had left, they were filming other things, and then they came back. But anyway, yeah, so there's a steering wheel on the porch. You spin that. Uh, it's got a Subaru differential there. Well, the ring and pinion gear out of a Subaru differential. Um, I build a lot of things that are not cars out of Subaru parts. <laughs> you got there's, a uh, yard full of Subaru parts. There's Subaru parts in the um, bicycle elevator. There's, you know, mm -hmm. on everything. Anyway, uh, so you spin the steering wheel. It turns a ring and pinion. So steering wheel's upright, turns the pinion gear, spins, and then the uh, ring gear is laying flat underneath it. So it spins the ring gear, which has a shaft welded into it that goes straight up through the bottom floor uh, or through the second floor and then up to the level of the uh basically the bottom of the roof um and then we went through a few different versions to make it work but that shaft then has this very small sprocket 
on it uh, on one end, and then uh, on the other end, or th then there's a, a big chain, like motorcycle chain, basically, um, that goes across to the center, or right next to the tree, um, with a very big sprocket, like a 50-tooth um, sprocket on that end, and then that has another shaft going straight up to the top of the roof where the attachment system is and then that's got another small sprocket for gear reduction and then the chain wraps all the way around the tree and goes around the whole the hexagon like steel frame that holds it all up is like this big around and so the chain goes from a 10 tooth sprocket on the sh drive shaft all the way around the tree so it's probably like a I don't know 200 tooth sprocket or something so wow huge <laughs> where'd I mean, you find that thing well it's, it's not actually it's a it's a like a 50 tooth dirt bike sprocket cut into six pieces mm. so it's just like a section of teeth on each corner okay which is all you need you don't need it to go all the way around yeah. for, for that because it doesn't spin spin at any speed it spins it one <laughs> revolution per 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I would still love to put an electric motor on that thing yeah. and then do a time lapse of oh, it yeah. just going all we the go way in circles all night with lights on inside, going through the windows. Yeah. Yeah, this just, this winter we should do that. Yeah, just, <laughs> just hook up a couple of drill batteries to a little motor and just give it an extra gear reduction because like it's yeah. already hundreds to one mm -hmm. reduction. Uh, so it would be pretty easy to add another, you know, uh, drill with a, you know, another gear to give it a massive reduction more, and then it would turn like one RPH <laughs> revolution <laughs> per hour, you know? Yes, just, exactly. Um, yeah, it'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's the basic system. Obviously, it's you know not super complicated, but. Um, not something most people would think of doing. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine, I know you'd never sell this place, but what the realtor would come up for in the paragraph underneath <laughs> yeah. the photos, people would be reading it and be like, what the heck? <laughs> it's like this little house, totally custom, cool. Yep. But like with tree house <laughs> with a bicycle elevator plus 360 two-story tree house with panoramic views like literal <laughs> panoramic views like yeah. it'd be the most hilarious real estate listing ever it'd be really funny too because you know the realtor would try to tack on all this value when in reality like these have no value to most people like mm -hmm. dollar value they're awesome but like they don't count yeah. as a, like they're gonna fall down eventually yeah the, the only thing yeah. i could see if someone wanted to buy it for like airbnb but he'd be taking on quite a liability yeah, and think. there's a reason i haven't done that like people have at like dozens and dozens of people are like oh you should do an airbnb rent it out i'm like no first of all that's a lot of work for not a lot of money mm -hmm. uh for something like this it's one bed yeah it's a bed it's not a bedroom it's just a bed in a, in a tree mm -hmm. with no amenities you can't charge that much for it, especially 20 miles from town. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, you have the liability of somebody comes up here, gets drunk, falls out, and breaks their neck. Yeah. Like, yes, there's insurance <laughs> for that, but that doesn't change the fact that somebody just broke their neck on your treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. They'll find a way to sue you. Yeah. And I just, yeah, so I never did that. Yeah, and maintenance and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff oh, yeah, would just be crazy for yeah. this kind of thing. And, yeah, and changing you know, the sheets and all the normal stuff of an Airbnb, plus it's... Way harder, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it also would just be like weeks of labor to make it more idiot proof mm -hmm. like right now you either ride a bicycle elevator that like everyone fails at the first time yeah 
or you climb a rope ladder and then cross a couple of bridges just holding onto a rope. Like, yeah. it's not user-friendly. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of times I've been up here and someone new comes over, yeah. and they think they can, and they're halfway up the ladder, the bike, and they're like, nope, 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 nope. nope. Yeah. The second they see the ground from, like, 12 feet, it's just over. Yeah. Airbnb. Yeah. I want a refund! I can't sleep in <laughs> Too yeah. bad. You yeah, can't no, for it. Yeah, nothing you can do. You can set up a tent yeah. in the yard. And if you tried to make it safer, it would ruin the aesthetic, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, right now it looks so cool and it is like pretty dang safe but also kind of sketchy depending yeah. on where your comfort level is right. it's all about where you're it's line, definitely not idiot proof <laughs> yeah yeah people people freak out about it all the time and but like that's part of like what i was talking about earlier with the art of it like that's part of the uh you know that's part of the aesthetic mm-hmm. and the art of the street houses it's like it's something you do as a kid. You, you're not. You don't think about safety. Well, most kids don't. I mean, there are some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most kids aren't like, oh, I could fall out of this tree and die. They're like, I'm gonna build a tree fort and I'm gonna be like a freaking pirate yeah. captain or something. Like, there's no. You don't think about safety. So, like, yeah, if you if you put all these rails and guards and made it safe, like, then it, it yeah. would totally ruin the aesthetic. This keeps you young. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What and do you think you're gonna do next? Is there any next? In the in terms of tree houses, well, just like on the property, you know. Oh. Like I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff. You got a rally track. Yeah. You got. I mean, obviously the Barbie Jeep <laughs> yeah, and everything. We've got all that, yeah. But like, what are you gonna do? Anything else? Like once you finish your house, or I know you got some new zip lines in. Like, yeah. But like, is there any other kind of ideas you had? They'd be like, huh, that would actually be pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like obviously I want to build a new shop eventually, um, but yeah. that's a big, expensive project, and you know. I'm not going to start that in the fall right before it snows. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So finish my house. Um, that's the main one. And then and then build a shop eventually. I have other ideas for really cool tree houses. I just don't have a reason for them. Like if I ever have kids and they get to be like teenagers and want their own space or like, you know, what, however old they are when they want that, I'll be like, okay, well, we'll build you a tree house. <laughs> like, What's the idea? Are you willing to give it away oh, on yeah, the podcast? No, it's, it's nothing like you know proprietary (laughs) like everything i've learned from all the tree houses i've built is that the most important factor of a tree house for practicality to live in it is to be able to walk into it without climbing anything Mm. the bicycle elevator is cool and it's a novelty and it's awesome but it's not practical and it's annoying so you'd make it lower with like a bridge to it kind of a thing so the one we built in town was like that it's on a steep slope right next to the lake Mm -hmm. and so you walk into it from yard level from their house Mm. and it's only like maybe 20 feet from yard to center of tree less than that to the edge of the treehouse but by the time you get to the far side of the porch like because there's like a half wraparound porch and then you walk in the door mm-hmm. so by the time you're at the far side it's like solidly 15 plus feet off the ground because it's just okay. a steep slope and so that you have the same feeling of treehouse but not being a pain to get into so at that point you're much more likely to go hang out in there with friends yeah. come over and like, like hey let's go spend a night in the treehouse for fun yeah like it's, uh-huh. you're just more likely to use it or yeah you know or as an airbnb or a guest house or whatever mm-hmm. so anyway the the idea i have is just it's more of a location than a than a design really but it would be down kind of over the pond like where the new zip lines go mm-hmm. there's a spot over the little stream that the seasonal stream that runs through the pond um where there's three big trees in kind of roughly a triangle right around that. Mm. But it's like a really steep ravine. So you could build the treehouse at the level of the bank at the top, and it would be like 
18, 20 feet above the creek bottom. Mm-hmm. And then you could have a glass floor for part of it, so you could just look down and see the stream running under it. Yeah. And it's, like, really kind of dark and in the woods, so you wouldn't get a lot of sunlight, which would be a downside. But it's, like, completely in the woods. It's, like, the perfect yeah. treehouse woods feel of a location because, like, I've always loved that kind of, like, environment of a, you know, really d- dense forest. Yeah. And this treehouse is really cool because you're, like, at the edge of the forest. You get all this view. Mm-hmm. But, like, that one, you're just in it. Yeah, it'd feel, then, like, more private and secluded. Yeah. And like, more like you're camping almost. Right, yeah. Whereas here you see your house, but you also see the mountain and the... Right, yeah. And so, so yeah, I just, I, like, I think it'd be cool to build one that's, like, a triangle, just because that's kind of the space. And then it would be, instead of being physically attached to, or, you know, bolted to the trees, it would just be suspended on cables between the three trees, mm. which would make it uh, more durable, like, exponentially more long-lasting, because... That's such a dense forest that if one of those trees died, you could actually, like, move the support cable to another tree. It'd be complicated, but less so than building a whole new treehouse. Yeah. And not having a tree going through the center makes mm-hmm. it way easier to make it, like, practical because you don't... You, it's easier to insulate and keep it waterproof and all of that stuff. Yeah. So, I highly doubt I'll ever build it, but, you know, yeah. if I did build another one, that's, that's what, way you do what it. I do and where <laughs> I do it, yeah. Plus, nice. it'd just be cool to have it all suspended and just, like, floating in space and, oh, yeah. you know, creek flowing underneath. It'd be, like... Mm-hmm. And ultimate. you've got that cool little, like, uh, bonfire spot up there now yep. on the zip lines. Like, yeah. it would be, like, a cool little hangout spot. <laughs> yeah, and that one you could build a really cool zip line out of the treehouse that just went, like, straight down the stream bed over the pond. Oh, just, yeah. Just, like, the there and just, like... That would whoosh, be awesome. All the way down to the creek or something. Yeah, that'd be really yeah. cool. I mean, it would have no purpose, but then again, none of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the treehouses make it Rarely, rarely do. Yeah. <laughs> That's like by far the biggest thing that I learned from or gained from the experience of building this is just like it's always worth it to do the things you dream about doing. Like mm. the ridiculous things that you like. As an adult, you're like, I have a job, I have bills, I have all these other things, and you always like you always come up with excuses or very valid reasons usually mm-hmm. to not spend time and money doing like objectively pointless things yeah like super unnecessary like my house is not finished and i spent like four days this spring building zip lines <laughs> because i was like i want a better zip line like yeah all the things that i've learned from all the other zip lines i've had like i want one that's actually going to be used mm-hmm. every day or not every day but frequently yeah and so like i spent four days doing that or however long because like it's just always worth it it's never like you never put the time into a project like this and regret it yeah like yeah and i think it's it's definitely easier to do when you're young but yeah. it's just as important to do when you're older more too. so yeah like <laughs> way more so like yeah. when you're a kid like that's all you do uh-huh and then as a teenager like you do that kind of sometimes and then you you know you start getting a job and then like like you get a job you hate or maybe you don't hate it but like then you just stop doing exciting and fun stuff like you have to do it when you're older to like break out of the mold and keep innovating and like yeah you know that's what keeps life exciting is yeah like always changing <laughs> always doing new things mm-hmm and as that mentality and i had a lot of things like that after yeah. school too that i went and did that were right. kind of fruitless in a lot of ways like it didn't help my yeah. career it didn't help my like but then it uh, did financial the end, situation like... but it did yeah <laughs> like if we wouldn't have done those things we would have never been like oh yeah let's just take six months and build barbie cars on youtube yeah. and see what happens <laughs> like and then yeah, exactly we'd be having like 
we'd probably be doing cool stuff, but we wouldn't be having as much fun no. for work as we are now. That's no. for sure. Yeah, I mean, so we're both- yeah, I think when you do that younger, though, it like builds that mentality. It's like a muscle. Mm-hmm. Like people talk about, right. like being creative is like a muscle. Like yeah. you go to the gym, you work out every day, and you get better at lifting. You lift more. You get technique. Right. Yeah, and like even if you true, lose yeah. it, you can gain it back easier. But right. it's like if you're trying to follow through with your ideas, it's like if you have an idea and just do it, even if it takes a year to build a treehouse. <laughs> like yeah. I went to Florida for two years to try to be a music producer DJ right. and it was like during that time it was like oh wow like once you cut the like safety line and yeah, like start then you're like oh it doesn't seem that hard yeah but, like at least for me like when I was thinking about it I'm like oh I grew up in this little tiny town like I need right. to move to a, like a big city yeah. to try to get my music heard and like it's like you know away from all my friends and mm-hmm. stuff and then it's like the second you do it you're like oh <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, you just gotta cut it and start it, and then it just gets like easier. And then yeah, the next time you have a crazy idea, you yeah. don't even like question it. Like I don't right. know, like, I don't have a crazy idea these days. Like uh, getting into some of the stuff I've been into recently, right. even after starting yeah, grind hard, Bitcoin mining and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, that looks cool. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might lose a ton of money. It might be really dumb, but I'll probably get something out of it in the end of the day. You know, like right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, stuff like that. Or like learning the drone. Like that was like yeah. really hard. The FPV drone oh, yeah. and like. I tried to building it and flying it yeah and it's like i don't know like i don't even question that anymore right and i feel like if i would have like gotten to something that difficult when i was like 17 i would have been like oh like i don't know it's like expensive and what if i don't like it yeah, and like you, just give up you can talk yourself out of anything <laughs> but you could also talk yourself into anything yeah. <laughs> and i'd way rather do like a bunch of stupid stuff and regret it than regret not doing something stupid yeah there's there's lots <laughs> of like really you know over quoted quotes about that you know like yeah you regret the decisions or the chances you don't take or whatever you yeah know, but, like it's true uh-huh. like that's yeah you see those in school or like presidential plaques yeah. at, like national parks and i got so stupid and then you like do something like that and you're like those guys are right yeah <laughs> uh well i think that's a good place to end it yeah and we'll have um the link to your original treehouse video down below and also uh the video on grindhard's channel where we mm-hmm. showed exactly kind of how the yeah. 360 treehouse works and how this works yep. and now we'll have all that there so yep. we think we have a name for the podcast yep it was submitted by one of our subscribers we put it out to you guys what we should yep. call it so we're doing the poll this afternoon but so far our favorite is scent and bent scent and bent it it applies <laughs> it applies <laughs> and then plum and plumber is also whoever thought of that that was Genius. awesome we'll put your comments up here so people can see your youtube name but <laughs> yeah, yeah. those are some great ideas we just think that the grind hard plumbing company podcast is just like like the grand hard plumbing co is our channel and this yeah. podcast we want to talk about stuff like beyond the things that we're right. building like i mean our second episodes about your tree houses like yeah. obviously we want to talk to other professionals like there's this guy in town who like designs helicopters and he's yeah. building like helicopters in like a small town. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we haven't like yeah. actually seen it, but that's that's he yeah. showed us like a or sent us a picture yeah. of the prototype. Or uh-huh. So, so we, we want to do stuff like out. that on this podcast, yeah. which that isn't Grind Hard Plumbing Co. This is right. a different thing. So yeah. this is probably going to end up being sent and bent probably so yeah. <laughs> i think grind hard podcast was tempting just because it's ghpc yeah but uh-huh. you know and it is like separate from plumbing co but you know i think yeah. sent and bent is mm-hmm. simpler 
rolls off the tongue better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that Grindhard Plumbing Coat does not. Nope, that's for <laughs> sure. But by the time you hear this, we should be on, uh, like, wherever you get podcasts. We'll be on Google Podcasts, Spotify, everything that Apple does. So we think we figured that out. It should all be up tomorrow, which will be today by the time you're listening to this. So... Yeah, if you would rather listen to us on iTunes, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really we don't care. Need to stare at our stupid faces while we're talking. We're just talking. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> listen to podcasts when I'm driving, so that's you know. Yeah. I glance over if something's like on the screen, but yeah. for the most part, it's like you're gonna try to keep this format in a way where you could watch it and get something out of that, mm-hmm. and listen to it and get just as much out of it so that's the idea that's our plan for the show do you want to take the bike down or the zip line i brought the uh, coaster up oh the trolley <laughs> nice uh well i'm always down for a zip line so <laughs> all right i'll take time. the bike then yeah. Sweet. <laughs> sounds good <laughs>